Why have I felt led to start this podcast? Simply put, I saw a need and I'm ready to answer it. Ready to pick up the phone and help others on the hotline. So, work. A complicated subject nowadays. And it starts really when we're young. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? As you get older, what are you doing to work towards your goals? When you're an adult, so how do you want to grow in your field? How do you want to expand? No matter where you are in the game, it's an amount of pressure. Whether it's more or less, it's there. And, you know, when you throw it back to youth, kids don't necessarily think of their career every single day. It's more so little things like learning themselves. What do you like to do? How do you have the most fun? For me, I was a dreamer. You can still see the twinkle in my eye. I was very into art and fashion, a really creative kid. The first job I can ever recall wanting to really be was a fashion designer. The amount of times I changed my clothes after school is a true testament to that. What can I dream up for this next outfit? How can I play best here? On the other side of things, I was really active. My neighborhood had a lot of wonderful, really fun kids who were just always on the go and staying busy, both of which helped my really outgoing personality find outlets for fun. And that was, that was really helpful in shaping who I am. And when you're a kid, that's really the extent of what you should be thinking of. Gravitate to things you like and, you know, figure out what you don't like at the same token. I know that, as, again, as a kid, artsy, active, and always ready to entertain. My grandma would pick me up from kindergarten, and I was ready to do impressions. Not talking Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I'd stand on my fire mantle and do Robert De Niro, how you doing, and just ready to make her smile. Anything that would just light people up, I was all about, whether it was something I created or something I did. That smooth talk in nature brings me a little forward to fifth grade. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And that is because of, again, my sweet talk in nature combined with an outrageous number of law and, epi- law and order episodes I saw as a kid. I just wanted to help people. I wanted to solve justices that I didn't understand at the time, I think. But, you know, I thought, I thought, hey, I can do this. And then moving forward, you know, as a kid, learning, figuring out, go to middle school, still doing that same thing, but with a little more seriousness. What are you good at? What do you want to be better at? You know, how are your grades in school? What do you gravitate to? Things, you know, you're a bit more into your personality. You realize what it is you like, what it is you don't like, what it is you want to grow in. But it's not necessarily as intense. Though these days I know it can be very, very intense for kids. It certainly was at my age. And you had kids starting in fifth grade that knew that they were going to MIT, that knew that they were going to Penn. Other kids just wanted to win their soccer game that weekend. Other kids wanted to perform really well in their ballet recital. But, you know, it just, it all starts slowly but surely creeping up on you. And for those kids that were all about what it is that they wanted to do, hats off to you, congrats and kudos, because I know that, um, you know, my high school valedictorian in the second of my class, they've, they've always been the work hard kids, and they they were wonderful. They, they were nice at that, which was really, really helpful. So, It's just cool to see people thrive that sat where they are now and then other sides of the spectrum, people like myself who really didn't know that were just happy to be where they were at the time, maybe a little stressed in school because, yeah, realities are coming. Like you you should be good at this. You better get an A in that. If you have an inkling that you want to go into this field, well, you better have an A plus in that class. The realities start coming in from adults, from your peers, from teachers. 
it's, it wasn't too heavy, but it also, it was, it was very complicated. Your middle school enough, throw in your hormones and it's just a mess. Move forward to high school. Now, really things are getting serious, right? If you're on sports teams, you're not just on the school team. You're on a club team. You're on an AAU team because sports are no longer just fun. They are your job. That's what it means if you want to be an athlete, right? And then there are other kids on the other side of things. You're good at business. Then you're in that DECA club. You are volunteering. You are looking to go into nursing or wanting to be a doctor. You're a candy striper, right? How many volunteer hours did you put in at the hospital? Just very serious things that come that come about. Me, I was not thinking about these things in the slightest. I wasn't going through the best period of time in high school. Every day was kind of just like, all right, you got this. You're getting out of bed, one foot in front of the other. Not my favorite period of time. So that being said, I was not focused on, oh, college, I got it. I was a good enough student, but I had enough going on in my everyday life that it was not my top priority. I'll just put that forward. And on top of that, like, I just, I was more interested in my extracurriculars and friends and just wanted to keep my mind busy and occupied so that serious things would just kind of go by the wayside. Not the best idea, (laughs) but it, it was what it was. At the same time, although I didn't have that laser focus that many had, I when you're in high school, the reality really does hit. You may not know what you want to do, but you're aware that maybe you should have a savings account. You're aware that, oh, you need extra money? Maybe you should get that that job. You know. So in high school, I had a slew of jobs. I worked in numerous restaurants doing everything you can think of. I was a server. I was a hostess. I was a busser. Worked the dish line um, in the back in the kitchen. I was on the, I was a line cook. I just did everything in kitchens, especially because in a shore town, summers, that's where you make your money. Aside from the food industry, I was a cleaning lady. I worked as a boat girl. I just worked in coffee shops, hoagie shops, pizza shops, front of house. Um, It was just, it was a lot. There was a lot you could do. So you took every opportunity you could, or at least I did. But with all of these, nothing ever really caught my attention or interest enough for me to want to pursue it. So I was just trying to save a little bit of money and have enough to have have fun, go out to eat, basic things, not true, true laser focus or laser thought, um, which was okay. However, high school's ending, you know, most of the class, you have half the class going to college, knowing what they want to do, or at least thinking that they do. Another percentage heading off to college, not entirely sure what they want to do, but think they'll figure it out. And then you have the population of students that don't really want to go to college. They'd rather just work and save their money and get their life somewhat, quote unquote, started now. And then, you know, there's another percentage of people that are just continuing on with things the way they are. And it is what it is. Everyone at high school's end is at a very different place. I myself found my, found uh, just confusion really boiling up to the top. I got into every school I applied to, but had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't, I wasn't in the financial place where it's like, I'll just go and I'll figure it out. I thought that that was just a means to no end. So I opted to do community school, which was fine. I had wonderful professors. My grades were great. 4.0, but I still had no idea what I wanted to do. I was working at a pizza shop and it was fine. It, you know, paid the bills, saved some money, Um, but after a year seeing my friends highlight reels on what had just began Instagram and Facebook, and I I got bored and I had uh, that fear of missing out and it was just, it was a lot. So the opportunity to go to Kentucky arose very random, very new, everything that I wanted, different, new, exciting. 
a challenge almost. I go there to find, I, I didn't, it took about a year or two for me to actually like it. And I tried to stay busy. I continued going to community school because I still was in a similar spot in that I didn't know what I want to do, but I wanted to try to figure it out. So I worked a handful of jobs. I was a chauffeur for these girls who went to this really unique school where they did things like they farmed for their own lunches. Everything that they they created was a part of you know, what they ate. And then it was just a really unique way of doing things. And then there were also horse girls. So I saw a lot of stables and that was really interesting. And I love kids. And so that was always in the back of my mind, maybe something with kids. I also waitressed because it was just part of my nature. And as I'm doing these jobs, I was in school where a nutrition professor up and stole my heart. She was just the most creative, interesting, well-versed speaker. She made nutrition and the complicated language of it as simple as pie. It was just, it was second nature to her and it showed. I got a hundred on my final without studying. I just paid attention. I did my homework and it really, really led me to think, oh, that's what I want to do. I want, I've always liked helping people. What do I want to do with nutrition? At the time I had a really, really lovely girl in my life who was a dietitian, and she would explain to me the ins and outs of what she did. And I didn't necessarily love them, but I loved all the material that she was learning. So I was thinking, perhaps a dietitian isn't for me, but clearly nutrition is something I'm interested in and wellness. I've always been active. So I like to see how the body works and how what you eat comes into it. So all of these things kind of started to come together. So I started working at a juicery, one that was really, really health oriented and wasn't just about serving the people their drinks. It was about feeding what their body needed. And I loved it. And it led me to want to come home and save some more money, really. So um, I finished my degree in New Jersey again and continued to work where I was at a pizza shop and I was still smooth talking and food and health. They, they then went to the back of my mind because now I'm just worried about finishing school and saving money. And this, this gentleman, while working in a pizza shop, comes up to me and says, hey, I really, really like the way you speak. Will you work for me in D.C.? And I was like, you know, looked him up, re- researched the business. And it was a wonderful political and nonprofit advertising company in Virginia And I was like, you know what? Something new, something exciting, something different. Sign me up. Went down to live in Georgetown, D.C., work in Arlington, Virginia. It was great. The the company was lovely. My coworkers were great people to this day. I'm so thankful I've met all of them. But nine to five behind a desk, not for me. It's how you figure these things out by doing them. At least that was my method. And I just couldn't do it. I worked for three to six months realizing what it was, how I could grow, and realizing that I didn't want to grow in this field. I didn't want to get my boss's job. I didn't want to do this, that, and the other. But I did learn a lot of practical business skills, so never never a bad thing. You know, you always win from opportunities that don't go the way you may have hoped. But that being said, I, I put in my two weeks, and I started working at a bakery, and I lived in D.C., so a bakery's wage wasn't going to cut it in and of itself. I worked at a German restaurant as a waitress, both of which was were very funny. I learned a couple of uh, German terms, and I learned how much I loved the creativity of the baking world. But again, in the back of my mind, I wanted to make it more nutrition oriented and more health and wellness. But, you know, you're using pounds and pounds of butter and it's just not how it works. So I got a taste of actually working in a serious kitchen 
in this bakery. And then the the money making waitress again, it, it just helped and it was a good environment as well. But I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna pursue this. I'm gonna go home again, live with my grandmother, save some money, figure it out. I go home, I work at an interior design company. And they're again, because I love art, I love fashion. I'm like, maybe this is something I can incorporate. But knowing in the back of my mind, I'm saving to invest in my career, in my future. Maybe this can be a step. Maybe I can make it a creative nutrition food. Who knows? After a few months, I realized that it wasn't for me. As much as I love design, as much as I love art, wasn't my calling card. Didn't feel the gravitation towards it. So I continued to waitress again, falling back to it time and time again. As, as I'm doing that, I just happened to encounter so many people coming from New York City. And it's always been a dream of mine. When I was a little kid wanting to be a fashion designer, I wanted to do it on the streets of New York. As I, as that desire to entertain lived within me growing up, I just thought of no other place but a big giant city where opportunity is everywhere. So fast forward again to waitressing and coming across all of these people visiting this short little shore town from New York City. With every customer came a new story of New York and different opportunities and jobs. And from time to time, you'd hear something about food or wellness or the field or this business or that business. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a culinary wellness based something in New York City, saving my money as I am, and I will go there. So that continues. And then as fate would have it, a girl from my hometown had gone to the culinary school called the Natural Gourmet Institute. And it has everything to do with health, wellness, nourishing the body. So I was like, tell me everything you know. I toured the school and it was just, it was amazing. It was a little wonderful piece of home in a big giant city. You learned about nourishing your body with fresh, whole, organic foods that cater to seasonality and what the body really needs. Different diet types, how different places in the world eat, lifestyles and living rates in terms of what diet works best for here, what goes best there, what lifestyle helps people live longer. Things that I was just really very drawn to. And so I saved my money, my nickels, dimes, and pennies, and I moved to New York City. I jump into this culinary school with a bit of culinary background, but nothing too serious, just knowing how to do the basic techniques or so I thought until I I joined the school. I did it. I saved my money. I moved to New York. I'm here. I'm in culinary school. How do I survive? Of course I waitress. But after so long and so many years of doing it, I waved the white flag. I tapped out and said, see you later. I'm a hard worker. I'm a disciplined person, but push came to shove and it just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I commend many who do, whether it's for a job or for the continuing education or dream job that you aspire to. Um, everyone should do it because it teaches you how to treat people, <laughs> but that is that rant for that. I digress. So I'm in New York City, finished waitressing, and then I decide to pick up personal assisting jobs from friends that have been recommending me places to try out or people to meet, and I also start nannying. The two mix pretty well, especially with my part-time culinary schedule, and it was just great. I I was making decent money. I was surviving, paying all my bills in New York, and able to focus on school. And it was just a win, win, win. When I finished culinary school, I was able to officially start in culinary business. From there, I did catering and events. I was a private chef, as I had done in school. Um, I was involved in various health fairs, and I currently work alongside a very large corporation that just does 
amazing food and they really care about every single detail, where it's sourced from, um, the sustainability aspect of things. And it's just encompassing so many things that I personally enjoy. So it's been a long and winding road and I've done so many jobs along the way and worked with so many people in school, in different jobs, in different states that have put their two cents that have built up to many, many dollars that I have in my bank of advice and memories and just encouragement that I've needed. And I love culinary. I love health and I love wellness. Anything I can do to incorporate it into someone else's life, that's what I'm going to do. But I know that that's not everyone's cup of tea. So someone needs me to throw in a couple cents to their reservoir of health and wellness, but it may not be for them. So they're going to take what I say and what I do, and that's going to be their, maybe their knowledge, maybe their base, maybe their, you know, flicker of light in the field of health and wellness. But what they do is encouraging others in other parts of their lives that maybe they don't, they don't do for themselves. Everyone helps everyone. And what you love, someone else may not, but they may need. So that is, that's why we all go through the different paths that we do, the different jobs that we encounter or people in those jobs. And that's, that's why this podcast is what it is. So as a slight intro to my past leading to where I am and to my goals that I want to pursue, that I am pursuing, I'm putting it into action. You got to start somewhere to be somewhere to end up somewhere. That's it's a really it's a long road, but if you're a pers- persistent and consistent person, that that's that's all it is. At the end of the day, that is the end. That's the most important thing, consistency. So, we may not all have the starting beginnings of, you know, sunshine rainbows. I've always wanted to do this and I've achieved my goal. Some people have to stumble a little bit along the way. Some people have to trip and fall before they stand up and rise and fly. It takes a lot. Everyone's on a different road, as I aforementioned. However, use me, use my story to help you either feel encouraged to know that not everyone is on the one path to the perfect job. Sometimes you have to go through a couple different jobs. Sometimes you have to go through different versions of the same job. And, you know, you meet people that help you. The people in my life that I've met in all these different states, many of them have agreed to come on the show and share their two cents about their fields or people that are in my field that have had different experience and that have different goals. They're going to come on and they're going to help you or help someone that you know or you love to jump on, move forward and kind of just get that push. So this is me saying that it's hard, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of discipline, but I can do it and you can do it. So let's just do it together. Let's health is wealth and let's do it for ourselves and to make a better tomorrow.